0: Thank <music> you. Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on DK Sports Radio. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast channel anywhere podcasts are hosted, including Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, like I said, anywhere. Rate us five stars with a positive comment to keep us going. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're doing the H2P Podcast a little early this this Thursday because the NFL draft is 8 p.m. So I wanted to, because this, this is the conversation that Pitt football fans are going to have Probably throughout the next week or so. Is who gets picked? Where do they go? And I want to give a little bit of preview of where to expect the pit players to fall. So that's what this whole show is going to be. Um, we might even do a, a recap or a, a, a sort of analyzing where all they went on Sunday instead of doing the the, the basketball podcast. I know... If you're a Pitt Hoops fan, you're probably wondering what Efton Reed and who are the other recruits out there that might get picked up or, you know, nailed and committed through the transfer portal. When that happens, we'll let you know. We'll address it on this podcast network and on DKPittsburghSports.com. But this is really important, not just for rooting for these guys' interest, but also for the state of the program. The higher these guys go and the more of them go, the more of a message that Pitt can send out to the local recruits around here in Western Pennsylvania and around the country that Pitt is a place that you can go to play well at, be aggressive, play your style and get to the NFL. And mainly, it's that last part. Get to the NFL. Get paid. Make the next step in your career. That's what this is all about because when when uh, when college when high school players are visiting your schools they love the campus they love the, the the facilities they'll love like the presentation you put on but one thing that speaks louder is what's your pipeline to the NFL you know Alabama wins tons of recruiting battles because you know why because they're about to have Landon Dickerson and Najee Harris and Mac Jones and Jalen Waddle and Devonte Smith and all these other guys drafted very early in this class. Now, let's get to this this pit class. But the question is, how many pit players get drafted? Now, as I look at it, there are ten guys being eligible who have a legitimate chance. I see a realistic, uh, the, the most optimistic I could see of Pitt fans hoping for a number is nine players. And that would take some work. But it's doable because there are guys that would fit a lot of needs, especially in the later rounds. Now, those players I mentioned, you know a lot of them. Well, you know, all of them, Patrick Jones, Rashad Weaver, the all-American edge rushers that Pitt had from this last season, Jalen Twyman, the defensive tackle who sat out this year, Paris Ford, the the safety who looked like it was going to be a very early pick early on until he opted out, DeMar Hamlin, Western PA guy, also with Paris Ford, Jimmy Morrissey at center, DJ Turner, wide receiver, but don't forget, you also got... Alex Kessman, a kicker, he's in this draft and he has the best record of 50-plus yard field goals in NCAA history. Bryce Hargrove on the offensive line at of guard, another guy I could see a rotational piece that people pick up in the sixth or seventh rounds. And Jason Pinnock with the strong pro day that he posted, maybe someone takes a stab at that guy. That's 10 guys right there. Now, realistically, if you ask me to just pick a safe number, the over under would be six because six is the obvious number I guess the over under would be seven then right six and a half don't ask me I'm actually not that good at betting <laughs> i'm not I'm not a sports gambler i'm i'm I love fantasy football I love doing march madness pools but i'm not a I'm just not a gambler guy so I'm not good with those type of numbers but if i i guess if I was to set an over under it would be six and a half because six is the given number right like you're 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 thinking, okay. At least Twyman's going. At least Patrick Jones is going. At least Rashad Weaver is going. Damar Hamlin, Paris Ford, Jimmy Morrissey. Those six to me are locks. They're going in. The guys behind them, Jason Pennant. A lot of people I see maybe seventh round. Bryce Hargrove. Some people have him seventh round to undrafted, but I've seen some places you know, put him and say, hey, he might be a fifth or sixth round pick. Jimmy Morrissey, I see as a fifth, sixth, seventh round type of guy that would be a really good uh, addition anywhere late in the rounds. Mel Kuyper was hyping up the Mar Hamlin on their uh, their draft podcast on ESPN this, this week, saying that he compares him to a Ryan Clark. It would be great in the third and fourth rounds. I agree. And to put this all in perspective, that's a lot of talent. That's a lot of that's a lot of in, like, good names. And even though none of those guys this year are like Aaron Donald, thirteenth overall, you know, uh, you know, your your Darrell Rivas. You know, even though they don't have that home run pick this year, even though, even though they they, they might have had it. If Jalen Twyman played this year, I think he would have been there. Because teams would have wouldn't have backed off him. But you know, before this season, Jalen before he opted out, Jalen Twyman was slated as like the second best DT on the board and potentially a top twenty pick. But even without that, even if they don't get that, this could be a historic draft because Past couple years haven't yielded a whole lot for Pitt in the NFL draft. Dane Jackson was selected in the 7th round of 2020. Kadri Allison was selected in the 5th round of 2019. Last, like, big year where they had a bunch of guys was 2017 when they had James Conner, Dorian Johnson, Nathan Peterman, Adam Bisnowati, uh, and I- Iwan Price. When those guys went out, that was great. And they've had other guys, like, big names, like Tyler Boyd in the second round of 20. 20- of 2016, Aaron Donald in the first round of 2014, John Baldwin and Jabal Sheard in the first and second rounds of 2011. It's like they've had their numbers. But this many guys, if they do, if they get six, like I predict, it'll be the first time since 2004 when Larry Fitzgerald was when the last time they got six players selected in the NFL draft. If they get seven, we're talking about going back to like the 90s. 1992, they had six guys. 1990 was the last time they had seven. That was Mark Spindler, Dean Kellegrin, Alonzo Hampton, Tom Sims, those guys. And I believe there's a year where they had 12. I'm trying to remember. I think it would have been in the 70s. But point being, this has a chance to be a, a historic draft for these guys. Now, where do these guys fall? That's gonna be the big question. Again, Twyman and Paris Ford, those were the two guys. They were supposed to be first round. Harris Ford was kind of fringe first round. Like some people were saying, like, ah, maybe he goes early second, but it, I mean, with his playmaking ability, he looked like he was going to be that. But he had a really rough uh pro day. He ran like a four-eight. None of his measurables added up, and there was like, whoa, like this is, we, we're staying away from that guy, especially after opting out in the middle of the season after a blowout loss to Notre Dame. But I do think someone picks him, because someone's looking at that tape and saying, okay, he, we're at least getting him in the later rounds if he's sticking around there, because you can't pass up on a playmaker like that. Twyman's an, an interesting case. I actually think Twyman would be a great fit for the Steelers if he's sitting there in the fourth round. I don't know if he makes it that long, but like, my goodness, go look on his social media and some of the workout videos that he's posted, and it's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude's scary. Also, the fact that he has such a baby face with the most jacked arms I have ever seen is ridiculous. He looks like he's 12 and that he would kill me with one pinky. But that don't get you drafted in the first round. But where does he get drafted? Who goes first? I'm going to break that down in just a second. But first, a word from our sponsors. here on the H2P podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter here on DK Sports Radio continuing to talk about pit football and the players who are going to get drafted this year. Again, there are 10 guys who I see have a legitimate a realistic chance at getting I see 6 as the minimum. I see 9 is the optimistic potential. Now, who goes first though? To be honest, and this may come as a surprise to somebody to some people out there. I think it's Rashad Weaver. He has skyrocketed up people's draft boards this year. After being injured in 2019 and not being being able to play. I mean, he has the he has the optimal size. You want him you want him there. I th- I th- I see some people aren't still aren't that high on him. Like uh um, like the draft network, one of the places that I, I talked to a lot of the guys there, um, you know, and, and we, 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 you know, we talk shop about the draft classes each year. They have him ranked 141st of all the prospects. That's like close to, you know, past the 20s of how many edge rushers would be taken by then. But I see Rashad with his 6'4", 265 frame. He had a great three cone, a great shuttle time someone's going to see how quickly he changes direction, how quickly he bursts, and how strong he is, and they're going to want that. I I argue the Steelers should want that if he's sitting there in the 3rd round. Unless there's like, you know, Spencer Brown or another tackle. Like, you heard all my draft takes. Go to the go listen to the NFL Draft podcast I've been doing with Dale Lally. You you know where I'm at on those things also just read my big board and all the mock drafts we've done to get my estimations but Rashad Weaver I see is the guy that people are high on now Patrick Jones he would have been there but his pro day numbers didn't skyrocket and when you look at Patrick Jones tape he's a guy like he does a lot of little things great and it's like that's awesome and you love that but there's nothing explosive about about him you know Like he gets off the ball, okay. Does he does a good job here and there, and I think that he will be a good NFL player. But oftentimes, you're looking for an edge rusher, like with Bud Dupree. There's there's what's called the Spark Score. Spark is you know an advanced analytical way of looking at metrics of how a player tests in the combine and it tests your explosiveness. And and to this day, I believe Bud Dupree has the highest uh, Spark score of all time. And Bud wasn't you know Bud. He wasn't technical. He wasn't you know, I have 3,000 moves to beat you with at the line of scrimmage. No, he was just, I'm going to be so quick and so fast off this ball that I'm going to get in the backfield for the Steelers. And then eventually he became their double-digit sack guy, and now he got a big payday to go with the Titans. Patrick Jones don't have that kind of burst. He He doesn't have the supernatural strength. But he does possess the ability to mix different moves, to play solid football, and he seems like a very coachable player. That will make him wantable. I could see him going shortly after. I could see him going. I could see him going shortly after Rashad Weaver. The trick for me in this year's draft class is where does Jalen Twyman go? How far does he fall down from where he was before? I see him if someone gets him in the third round, I think they're getting I think that's already the steal. If you get him in the fourth round, it's an absolute steal. Because I don't think he's just a nose tackle; he's a pass rushing DT interior defensive lineman. And this is why I say that if the Steelers, if he can go to the Steelers, the Steelers fans, you would love this. I know Pitt fans would love it because you get to see him a lot more. But uh, Jalen Twyman, I mean, imagine him being the first guy off the bench to replace Stephon Tuitt and Cam Hayward. Heck, he might be the future behind Cam Hayward to pair with Stephon Tuitt over the next next few years, whenever whenever Cam retires. All that, all that just screams to me that 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 someone's going to want him. When you see the, the talents that he has and the strength that he has, that someone's going to take that stab at him. But again, where does that happen? Now, one guy I do think who will legitimately be third, fourth round, no question about it, someone's going to get him, is DeMar Hamlin. His ability to cover outside the numbers, inside the slot, strong safety and free safety, and be a good athlete, and a good ball awareness, someone's going to take that. It's another guy I think the Steelers could use. It's funny I think the Steelers could use pretty much all of these guys. Maybe most, most of these guys in their in in the in the value that they have. You know, if they get Patrick Jones in the fourth, I think that's a win. If they get Demar Hamlin in the third or fourth, I think that's a win. Um, if they get Jalen Twyman, I think in the fourth, I think it, I think it's a I think it's a super win. Rashad Weaver in the third, I think it's a super win. But for but for Pitt. You want to see these guys go early as possible. Go to schemes that are going to work for them. You want to see them uh, flourish, kind of way Devontae Maddox did for the Eagles for a little bit. You want to see them get them get, have them get real opportunities. So that's where I see those guys going. Paris Ford is a mystery, man. I thought even with his bad pro day, I was thinking like, yeah, okay, so maybe he's like fourth, fifth round. There's some people saying he's sixth, seventh round. I don't see that, but I get being scared of the pro day thing and being scared of him opting out. But I think that anyone that gets him, if you get him in the 6th or 7th round, that's a steal. Because he's at least going to give you some good snaps at safety and help. Unless he does completely fall apart in the pros, but I do not see that happening for that young man. Y'all know I've hyped up Jimmy Morrissey. I keep saying he would be a steal, 5th, 6th, 7th round. You get him in that range. I'm not saying he's the best center of this class. All I'm saying is, you get him. He could be your future center. And at least right now, a temporary replacement at center or either guard position. And he'd be a heck of a leader. And Pit fans, you know that. You watched him for Saturdays for the past, what, 4 or 5 years? 4 years. So you know what the deal is with Jimmy Morrissey. So those are the six. Weaver, Jones, Twyman, Morrissey, Hamlin, Ford. Those are the six. They're definitely getting drafted this year. I don't care what they say about Paris Ford in his his 40 time. He's getting drafted at some point. Now, the four wild cards of these guys, I think the best chance of getting drafted this year is Jason Pinnock. Because he, being the seventh guy of this class, every team needs cornerback depth. Every team needs it. Nobody has enough of it. Because there's always busts, whether they're late round picks or early round picks. Every team has bad cornerbacks. Pinnock fought on an island for years for Pat Narduzzi, left alone, isolated in coverage, and actually competed very well against some very good receivers. He got to go up against Clemson a lot in his times. Heck, Amari Rogers, one of Clemson's receivers in his NFL draft class, said he was one of the best cornerbacks he ever went up against in the ACC. That's saying something. And when you looked at his pro day numbers and how he excelled in his forty time and his vertical and all these other things, I think teams are going to see that and say, "Hey, you know what? He's also a special teamer for he you know, he did a lot of really good special teams work for Pat Narduzzi and, and and those guys. You know what? Let's get him in the sixth, seventh round. I've been beating that drum in all my mock drafts on the Steelers. I'm like, look, seventh round, just take Jason on You you'll be happy. Now, the other guy who I think is, could be interesting is D.J. Turner because he really only had his senior season, but he played well. He was the team's second-best receiver. He was a punt returner and a good punt returner. And Pat Narduzzi made sure when the, when the, when the scouts came on pro day that D.J. Turner was, was fueling punts and kicks to show them, hey, this is how good this guy is. And D.J. Turner, he's not a burner, but he's quick and he's stocky and he can run through people. And someone could say in the sixth or seventh round. I think more like more likely just the seventh round. I could use a return specialist and a receiver that we just take a stab on. Because ultimately, you got to remember when teams are taking seventh round picks, it's they're not thinking, well, the franchise hinges on this move. No, they're they're looking for things that could fill holes that they're they hope that they can. They don't have to worry about later down the line, but you know, not expecting you to to come on strong. So that's why spe- special teams work. Can really give you a boost if you're a if you're a skill position player and a special teamer. That's why I think Pinock and Turner stand a better chance. Bryce Hargrove, again, I, I see people all over about him. I haven't heard the enthusiastic "Oh my gosh, why is this guy so late in the draft this year?" Talk about Bryce Hargrove. I think he'd be he'd make a good player. I wouldn't pick him until around Jimmy Morrissey range, but I think that Bryce Hargrove deserves his NFL time. And see, that's where I can talk myself into, you know what, maybe seven, eight, maybe nine. That's where you start talking yourself into it. But again, realistically, I'm saying six. Optimistically, seven, Maybe eight, nine would be out of this world. Woo! That's that's crazy. Never didn't he didn't see that. And of course, Alex Kessman. People do take stabs at kickers. And the fact that you know he may have had his his short distance problems. I mean, he makes an extra point that cost Pitt the BC game in overtime, so That's rough. But I mean, this man nailed fifty yard field goals like it, it was nobody's business. That to me might get value and might get him picked. So you know what? Let's make it interesting. The over/under of pit draft players, pit players to get drafted this year. We're gonna make it seven and a half. Cause six is just too easy. If I say six and a half, you just take six. Duh. Yeah, great job. No, no, I know. Actually, I take the back. Let's stick with six and a half. Cause six is the the bottom line. If it's seven or over, it's a great. It's it, it's it's a it's a huge boost. So we'll keep it at six and a half. I thought seven and a half, but let's not be too aggressive here. Six and a half pit players picked in this year's NFL draft. Over or under, where do you stand? Let me know at Carter Critiques on Twitter. Of course, you can follow our live files all throughout the weekend covering the draft. Myself and Dale Lolly will be doing so right on DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks so much for listening to the H2P Podcast. Stay tuned with DK Sports Radio. we got a ton of stuff going on. Dale and I will be on after the final round of the draft analyzing all the Steelers picks and how the NFL draft played out right for you here on DK Sports Radio, which you can subscribe to on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are hosted. Remember to leave us a five-star review with a positive comment, doing so both at the same time really helps us out. I'm Chris Carter again. Thanks for listening. Be back near soon.